and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to A Quarter Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today we are recording episode 10 of season six. We continue to discuss the Ten Commandments. And today we're on the Ninth Commandment, which is to not bear false witness. Yeah. This is, uh, I was just talking to Allison off air. Like I read this one and it, this one's hard. Yeah. This one's hard. Yeah. In, and, um, as we talk about it, you'll note that one of the more popular confessions in the church is um, we have sinned against you in thought and word and deed daily. Yeah. And you go, really? Can you ever make it through a day without sin? And then you read these things, you go, oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Can I even make it through a few minutes? <laughs> oh, probably not. <laughs> nope. And, and so sometimes you go... Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. And then you, and then you delve down into what the word of God is really saying about what's sin. Yeah. And you go, oh man, Rats. this is, I'm in deep. This is not good. And, um, and so I, I just want to say, do not bear false witness is, uh, is, uh, it is probably something that we should be taught more. And of all the commandments, um, or at least I would say the, 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 the last five, you know, the, yeah. the, the thou shalt nots, right. Mm-hmm. Um, this could make such an impact in our culture if we would only do this one. Yeah. Just even in our microcosms of communities. Yeah. 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 Even in our homes. It's, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's start. And, and just like last episode, I mentioned this. That though we've we've done a lot with this shorter catechism in these last few, mm-hmm. like especially the, the do not steal, and then this one, um, and and also the covet one here, the the last one, and we're gonna spend a lot of time in the larger catechism. Yeah, it sort of catalogs for us yeah. all a lot of different ways. We yeah, sin in this way. So from the shorter catechism, number question number seventy six, which is the ninth commandment? The ninth commandment is, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Excellent. And who's your neighbor, by the way? Everybody else. Yeah. Right. That's yep. the words of Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, they're, it's everyone. Anybody who's not you. Yep. All right. Uh, question 77. Mm-hmm. What is required in the ninth commandment? 
The ninth commandment requireth the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man, and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness bearing. And this is important. The idea of our name, our good name, Mm. how people think of us. Because if people think of us well, our relationships tend to go well. Mm -hmm. Right? If, if you think of, if you don't think of another person well, there can be all manner of problems that creep up or. Yes. And it's not just thinking, you know, how you act is, comes from how you think. Yep. Um, and, and so this is important. Uh, and how, how many times, you know, I'm going to talk to someone or meet with someone about something and then I have someone else who finds out about it and they want to prejudice my opinion Mm. they want me to think a certain way about the other person before i meet them yeah and i and i'm and i hate that yeah it's it's wrong yep you know and and this so we'll we'll go through this here in a little bit let's let's look at the shorter catechisms uh question 78 what is forbidden in the ninth commandment the ninth commandment forbiddeth whatsoever is here's the word right yeah Prejudicial yes. to truth or injurious to our own or our neighbor's good name. Yes. Now, this is this is a tricky thing, right? So, for instance, if if my daughter is going over to, you know, um, sell something around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I have knowledge of certain people or certain things or right mm-hmm. um for her good i'll warn them right without and i try not to go into details unless they're incredulous like why would you what do you mean or mm-hmm. you know but but it, there there is this way in which you should warn and that's good and that's uh that's not prejudicing the truth it's it's giving advice based upon the truth mm-hmm and I think sometimes in that statement I mentioned before, where I'm going to meet with someone and someone wants to prejudice my thinking of them mm-hmm. first. When I say that, that I you can kind of, usually you can kind of tell what's going on. Yes, they want me to encounter this person in a particular way. Yes, and so they're trying to prep me to do so, uh-huh. rather than allow me to make my own judgment or to yep. give give a, a a fair benefit of the doubt yep. to the to the other. Uh huh. Okay. So there, there, there's a difference, and it's it's going to be be tough. Mm-hmm. But but this is where it's really going to get fun, Allison. It's we're going to look at what the larger catechism, how it talks about it. Yeah. And then it's going to go, man. This is. We're going to get a good dose of conviction. This is rough. Yeah. <laughs> so question one forty four, what are the duties required in the ninth commandment? The duties required in the ninth commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth between man and man and the good name of our neighbor as well as our own. Let's just stop there for just a second. So, yes. so the scripture is really, really concerned with people having a good name, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so for someone's reputation to be tarnished. Yeah. Then it is a is a is a serious thing. 
Yes. How do you get it back? It's very hard. Sometimes I don't know that you can. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's false. Exactly. But even if it's true, uh, at what point do you... I mean, it requires, like, time, yeah. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 fun coming out of the... Um, um, I, I don't know, Alice, if you've ever... If you ever attempted something and failed. Yes. And then, and then what happens is some people are going to encourage you like going, you know, Hey, good try. It's worth a try. It was yeah. worth a try. Keep going. Other people will only look at you as a failure. Like, why would you trust this person again? Mm-hmm. They failed. Mm-hmm. Or look at what they did. Uh, you know, right. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Here, and here's the hard part. How do you learn? How, how do you, right? To do anything. I, I will guarantee yeah. you that most of the successful people in our world are people who've learned to overcome failure. Yeah. And yet what our petty little minds and hearts want to do is, is view people and rejoice almost in their failings. Yeah. What, whether it's because of an endeavor or even a moral failing. Mm. Right? Yep. Okay. Now, if someone has committed a moral failing and, um, and they're unrepentant in their sin, and even though we've gone to them and talked to it and sought for them to, and prayed with, you know, trying to, yeah. and, they, and they refuse to repent, it is fine to remove them from the fellowship, right? Yeah. But you know what we're not supposed to do? Gossip about them. Yeah. And talk about them or yeah, any, right? Yeah. That's, that's inappropriate. That's not correct. Yep. So let's suppose someone has a moral failing and they repent of their sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. At what point um, are they, should we consider them uh, a, a sinner and a moral failure? What, what, when do that, when does that stop? Well, I mean, we would, we should think of all of, like, of one another in that way because we all are that way. Absolutely. Right. So in some sense, it never stops. Yeah. And then, but it's in the positive because we recognize that about ourselves first. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then at what point do there, are they restored completely? Right. I mean, as soon as they repent of their sin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it could be like we need to see some fruits of that repentance before we fully trust them to do something. Right. You know, um, certain things I think require that you don't, you're, you, you're no longer qualified, you know, in certain offices of the church, for instance. Yeah. Um, but, um, but we have a, a our human tendency um, is to ignore how God treats his own people, or even treats me. Right. As far as the East is from the West, so far as he's removed our transgressions from us. Yeah. When the Father sees you, when he sees me, he sees his son Jesus. His righteousness has been imputed. He he doesn't treat me as a sinner. He treats me as a son, a child of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, And that's how his people ought to be treating each other 
it's very difficult. Right. Because it does require wisdom, you know, like you were discussing the ways in which you might help that person yeah. not sin again in the same way. Yeah. So it's it's hard. Okay. This is going to sound really horrible because I I was a pastor I ha- at one time and then I failed utterly. Uh, just joking on that kind of. It's sometimes I feel that way, but it's just it's stuff happened. But there's one guy in our congregation who I trusted. We had some business dealings together. Um, things failed on his end. Things failed on my end. And he was upset. Mm-hmm. And then um, he and I reconciled. And then um, he went off and started living a double life, unbeknownst to many people. And then, uh, and then it got, it got really, really bad. And, and the guy committed a crime, like a, a, a pretty, a failed sexual assault. I'll, I'll just say it out loud. And, um, you know, I was no longer his pastor. I, I moved on from that church and I was his pastor. And, um, but he called me the day after this failed attempt and he told me what he had done and he had been a, he had already has a record like he, and, um, and so we met and he at a restaurant and we talked and I said, well, you, you know what you have to do. And he said, yeah. I said, do you want me to call the police or do you want to call the police? He says, why, why don't you call him? So I called the police. I, I told them who's here. I told them about what the crime was, where it was located and where we were. And they said, we'll send a squad car. And we waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And they're like going, oh, well, maybe, maybe. Like we're, you know, through a certain, certain they, the dispatcher neglected to contact that, you know. So eventually we went down to the police station and he turned himself in and, and, um, it, it was, uh, it was good. And when he left, it was good. And then somewhere between his booking and waiting for sentencing, he got mad and thought that I should have worked at helping him reconcile rather than be turned in for a crime. Yeah. And then began to make it about me and started sending all these letters out to people tarnishing my reputation. Like it was bad. Mm. And, um, eventually I'm like, oh, and I'm done. And I, I started refusing his letters to me cause they was, he was accusing me also. Mm. And I, I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. And this guy caused so much trouble in my life and, uh, and all this stuff. Fast forward. I knew he was coming, getting out of jail at some point. Um, and I was awaiting for that time, but all of a sudden I get a phone call. He had been left early, out early because of a uh, kidney failure. And he was looking for a kidney transplant and he was, they, they'd let him out early and everyone had abandoned him. Friends, family, church, not, no one. So he called me and I'm like, dude, like. Yeah. You have not treated me as a friend. 
And here's the thing. Yeah. He repented to me. And you know what I had to do? You had to forgive him. I had to forgive him. And I had to be an advocate for a guy with two sexual assaults on his record. Mm. You know how hard that is? I don't, but I can imagine. I don't want want that job. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, you know, but it's, okay, why can't I be the pastor to the victim? That's easy. Right. I mean, it's hard, but there's no quant, there's no moral. Right. Right. This guy is a repeat offender and and a so, and everyone's abandoned him. And he came to me and he repented to me. And now I'm stuck helping this guy. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, Allison, I, I did not enjoy it. And yet here's a sinner who's come to repentance. Yeah. And I, and I sought to try to include, and I'd, I'd call people from the, you know, church that were involved with them and no, no one wanted anything. And so, uh, so I started giving him rides to Milwaukee to it. Like he had nothing. He had no one. Yeah. Uh, finally, um, his sisters who hated him reconciled with him. The one, one who hadn't talked to him for years since the original one. Um, I went down to visit him in a um, a hospital hospice kind of thing. He was dying and there was, it was a matter of just time. And I got to talk to him for just a brief bit. And, um, and his sister called me and I just said, listen, he doesn't have much time. I, I, I get that you don't want to talk to him. I get what he's done to you and your family and all stuff. And he was asked, she was asking me, what should I do? And my response was, you only have an, this opportunity left to reconcile with your brother. Right. If you're okay with, with that, not reaching out, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. But just know you might regret it. Yep. So she called me and she had reconciled with her brother. He'd asked for forgiveness. He, she forgave him. She was very happy. And he died later that day. Wow. And it was wonderful. And I'm like going, okay, God, I get why you used me in this situation. I hated it the entire time. Yeah, it's so um, but it's, it's, um, it, it's hard to, so to, to talk about it now, I have to talk about this guy as a brother in Christ and I'm going to see him in heaven. You know? <laughs> and, uh, God is so gracious. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, we need to learn to be gracious like him. Yeah. Match him. And, and if, if I did just half of the things that I thought about it were in my heart thought about, if I did any of it, man, I'd, I'd be worse than that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there by the grace of God. Yeah. Right. Um, both times he was drunk. Right. Have there been times in my life where I had too much to drink? 
And yet God prevented or kept by circumstance, I just didn't carry out something that was heinous. So how, how dare we think of ourselves as better than others? Um, and yet that's exactly what we do often when we're besmirching other people's reputation. Right. We're, we're often doing it to seem somehow better than they are. Right. And I was talking to a friend about this actually just this morning, like the standard isn't our brother. Yeah. The standard is Christ. Yes. And so when, when we think rightly about that, then it makes it easier to advocate for our horizontal brother, you know, because we're both, maybe I'm a, you know, hair taller um, from a righteousness standpoint, but not much, you know. It's like we're all standing in sewage and because I'm only up to my knees in it and my brother's, it's up to his waist. Right. Somehow that makes me better. Like I smell better than him or something. Exactly. Or come on. It's like compared to. Yeah. It's just. Slightly less so. It's stupid. No, yeah, it is stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it, it, the commandment is, is that we're preserving and promoting the truth between us and the good name of our neighbor as well as our own. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is, is that we're, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to acknowledge the truth about the fact that we're sinful. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and so in doing that, we then kind of provide cover for each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not to besmirch their reputation, but to, 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 right. To yeah, lift them up. To lift their name up. Yep. All right. Why don't you keep going and. Okay. So. I'm sure we'll talk more. About, yeah. We got, we're on the duty. I wasn't required. even planning on telling that story. That's okay. It was a good story. Um, okay. Duties required. We're going to keep going here. Appearing and standing for the truth and from the heart, sincerely, freely, clearly and fully speaking the truth and only the truth in matters of judgment and justice and in all other things whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. A charitable esteem of our neighbors. All right. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one. So in, um, of I think it's first Peter. He says, um, love covers a multitude of sin. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and when I think of institutions that I've been a part of or groups like Jacobswell church or, or Providence Academy, um, you know, they've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And part of the wonderfulness of it has generally been holding a charitable esteem to one another. Mm-hmm. If, if we, if we think the best of other people, yep. things go well. Yep. And that's, and that's just, you know, I'm going to think the best of it. So, so let me tell you a story, Providence Academy story. We, we had this uh, situation where a, a parent, two parents were very, very late picking up their kids. And it wasn't Allison. Um, <laughs> I have been late. <laughs> This, this was, a, this, there were two very, very late parents and, um, and, uh, um, well, this is when we were at the, the Catholic church, their, their yeah. facility. And the, there was a, I think there was a funeral going on to so the parking lots kind of full. 
And uh, this mom pulls up thinking that her, she, you know, there's no one else. It's got to be. And, and because there was no parking area, she just parked right in front of the door and walked in and started chatting with our um, uh, office uh, yeah. administrator about, you know, things and starting to shoot the breeze. Meanwhile, this, this car comes flying into the parking lot and is stuck behind the other car. Their son comes running out. They get in the car and honk in the horn. And oh, you know, and the mom comes up and some choice words were said. And um, she she pulls around, comes back, and he f- just flies out of the parking area. And and she comes back and she's in tears and she's like upset by this instance. And I'm I'm thinking, wow, this is so just right there, things can go really bad, right? So there's this instance between two parents in a in the parking lot. Things could go bad. Um. So I talk with her and I just say, Hey, this seems weird. I'm, I'm going to suggest that you just sit on it. Don't, don't worry about it. Give it 24 hours. If, if this parent doesn't contact you and, and talk to you and your husband, um, you know, by tomorrow this time, um, I'll be happy to, for us to, to reach out and and try to reconcile. So what could have happened is she could have just got on the phone. Can you believe what this guy did? And da, 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 da. And, and, you know, by next, next day, it could be just this big, big mess. Yeah. Right. Huge mess. Instead, she, she's, she agreed to that and she gets home, you know, and, you know, talk to her husband about it. and, And the, this, this man calls to apologize for his behavior. And what had happened is his, um, his wife was coming to pick up their son and their, their infant um, had a seizure. Mm. It never happened before. They turned right around, went to the emergency room, called her husband who was in a meeting and said, this is what's going on. Can you pick up? And so he's flying, he's, he has to get out of work. He has to come unexpected. He's running. He's, and so he explains yeah. this to the, and, and you know what? Instantly. It's over. It's over. I, oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry I was parked there. In your way. I'm yeah. so, how is your, like everything is, everything's changed. This isn't a jerk. Right. This is a concerned father who's like. In distress. In distress. And oh, it just. So with the, with this charitable, um, yep, disposition for esteem for our neighbor, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give him a benefit of the doubt that something's going on. Yeah, right. That that was doing this, and it turns out, yeah, you were right. And now now there's concern. Now it's so it's it's saved. It, if if they wouldn't have had that charitable esteem, and it started besmirching the reputation of this man, how? Yeah. How could it, well, one. It would, people would have been mad at the guy and then, and it felt sorry for the gal. But then once everyone found the true story, guess who would have been the bad guy? You, do you know what I mean? It yeah. would have just been a mess. A mess. And because I was the headmaster, I was so happy that it worked out well. Because <laughs> then I don't have to be involved yes. in that. But that, that whole thing. So 
when when a when a group, when an organization, when a church chooses to think charitably about one another, to give a benefit of the doubt to one another, that love covers just such a multitude of sins. It makes it a delight and a joy. So that even when I sin against someone, because it will happen, yep. it, it, it just does happen. I, I tell parents that all the time. The, the only difference between the public school and the, the uh, Christian school, it, it's, it's not that sin isn't going to happen. It's going to happen. It's how we, ought, we, we deal with it. Yeah. Right. And so if we're thinking charitably about it, we can, we, we have that space by which we can then deal with sin and reconcile. Yep. And it's, and it's good, mm-hmm. but it, but you have to have this charitable esteem, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have a charitable esteem, it's all about you. It's, it's just always going to be yep. drama and problems. Yep. So uh, let me just, I'll just say this. If your life is always filled with drama and problems, perhaps a place to start going is a charitable esteem for others. Mm. That if you start giving other people a break and think good about them so that when you seem slighted or hurt by them, there's probably a reasonable explanation for it Mm -hmm. or some cause for that. And it's not just about them being mean to you. Yep. Your whole life will be different. Yep. I'm seriously. Mm Mm-hmm. Your whole life will be different. Begin with a charitable esteem of other, of your neighbors. All right, keep going. Okay. Loving, desiring, and rejoicing in their good name. Sorrowing for and covering of their infirmities. Yeah. Freely acknowledging of their gifts and graces. Yes. Defending their innocency. Yes. Now think of this. Imagine you belong to a group of people who sorrowed and covered for your weaknesses and your faults. Yeah. And then rejoiced, um, uh, uh, freely acknowledged the gifts and graces. Mm -hmm. So they, 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 they know you, they know you enough and they know your infirmities. You're, you're weak on this and that and that's, but they're not going to, they're not going to dwell on that. Right. And continue to point that out. Right. Well, you really need to work on this, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Thanks. Thanks. I needed that. It's not very helpful. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's not. But instead, they're rejoicing over the your gifts, mm-hmm. the good things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and that they're, uh, they're defending your innocency. Like just, yeah. who wouldn't want that? Join the church people that should that should be what the church is yeah right um but how great and if you you probably know people like this and and don't you gravitate towards they're them? delightful people they're delightful people yeah yep you're, you're never you you always feel good around them mm-hmm. always why is that well they probably take this commandment seriously can I give a modern example of this? This is kind of nerdy. Yes. Um, and, and this is imperfect, but it makes me think of the British royal family. Uh-huh. Because one sibling does not seem to um, exhibit these qualities. 
and one, maybe I should say one sibling and spouse and the other does. And you sort of see one person digging their own grave and one not. Yeah. Based on just the unwillingness or willingness to be charitable and, you know, um, point out faults. And I, I read something, I think it was from Aaron Wren. Um, If you guys don't know Aaron Wren, uh, it's R-E-N-N. He has a podcast I listen to occasionally. And he has a, a a newsletter that I read um, probably more than I listen to his podcast, but not all the time. But I I would recommend him. He's he's interesting. But he 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 talks about like everyone loves Rod Dreher, and and he says one of the reasons is is because he is loyal mm. to his friends. He is loyal. And he will never speak bad about someone, even when he disagrees with them. And especially if it's a friend of his. And so he'll critique them, but always in a very careful manner. And, and at one point, I think there was some criticism of says, I would never abandon a friend, even if I disagreed with them politically or in these things. Why would you do that? Like, you know, that just that idea. Mm-hmm. It's just this very charitable way in which he... Um, Conducts himself. Conducts himself. So Rod, if you don't know Rod Dreher, he, he writes for the American Conservative and he his most famous books, I think, are probably The Benedict Option and then recently, more recently, was uh, Live Not By Lies. And if you've heard me quote him, it's probably from that book. Yeah. Live Not By Lies. It's a good book. It's just very good. Yeah. Um, but he's, um, but anyway, it, it, was a, it was a fascinating thing that this other, um, you know, uh, a commentator just said about like every like people love the, Rod Dreher because he never talks bad about people. Mm-hmm. He'll critique them. He'll mm-hmm. he'll this what was it um, promote truth yeah between man and man. So he'll disagree with people, but it's about the truth. It's not about the other person. Yeah, and he'll stay friends with them. You agree? Yeah. And it's like well, who wouldn't? Right. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah, it is. All right. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay, a ready receiving of a good report, an unwillingness to admit an evil report concerning them. Yeah. So how good it would be if your friends would like go on, I just heard this evil report of you and I'm not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Now they might come, hey, I heard this. I don't believe it. Is this true? Yeah. And if they're good friends and I say, yeah, it is. Hopefully they'll remain my friend. Yep. But the idea of like, I, I'm not, I don't, I know I, you just told me that. I'm not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So this, this is one. Okay. So uh, Alice and I are part of a, a PCA church and we have church courts, just, just an interesting thing. And there's this part in which we have to, with, we have to maintain our assumption of a person. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So we've had times in which, you know, here's this couple and there's an accusation of infidelity and um, we're, we're pretty sure it's happened. We're, I mean, it's, it seems kind of obvious, but we will not publicly say that unless he has, in, until there's a time which they can speak it in court. So we'll invite them, um, to come before the session 
and and he'll have an advocate and he'll have, you know, to to speak on his behalf or to to counsel him during this trial to to talk about this the sin. And you know, I I will say in general, by the time it gets to this, someone's either confessed it mm-hmm. and sought repentance or they've they've fled. Hmm. I did not know about this. Oh, this happened. Yeah, the, fascinating to me. So, so there have been a, a couple of times where this we have this situation, and they don't come to court. Okay. And so we we have to go another like we have to certified letter. We have to know that they've got it. It, it invites them back to to meet. And generally, what's happened is if they're not coming. It's, they just, they're going to not fulfill their vow that they've made as a member of our church to be submit, submit to the government of the church. Yeah. And so what they'll get charged with is contumacy, which is this idea of not submitting, not involvement. And so they'll end up getting excommunicated from our church, Mm -hmm. not for adultery, but for contumacy. And we will never not say ever that yeah they've been yeah they're not an adult in in our we have to say okay we have to think charitably they have not had the opportunity they they've been given the opportunity but they've refused to be partake of it we won't say that they were charged with this we will say they were excommunicated for contumacy mm. because we we can't it's very generous. It is. Yeah. But it's, this is. This is why. This is why. Yeah. So, um, okay. Ladies and gentlemen of of our listening audience, especially if you go to Jacob's Well Church, this does not mean that everyone who's been excommunicated because of contumacy had had an adulterous affair. I'm not saying that at all. What's being said? Contumacy just simply means they've, they've, they have been made, there's been a charge against them and they have refused to cooperate with the session. Instead, they've left and they've been excommunicated because of that. Unwillingness. Unwillingness. Yeah. But we can't say this other sin. Right. Because it hasn't been proven in there in the, in the court. Yeah. The PCA is really great. You guys, just as a, if you're not in a PCA church, you should think about being in one. It is. It's pretty great. It's a, but here's the other part to it. It's a mess, right? So we have to, be, be, because there is a process, right? Yep. So we hear, we hear of something. We're going to go meet with them. So we got two elders are going to go because we never do things with one witness. It's got to be two. So two. Yep. Two elders. We got to meet with them. Sometimes now we have to meet again. We got to you know maybe another meeting calling them to repentance or to, to whatever. And, and it takes, this takes time. Right. And then finally it gets to a court. There might be a delay. This day is not good. Or they decide they're going to leave. Well, we're, we're not, not do it. Well, we still have to give them another opportunity, which could be, so we're, we're talking, this could take Month. months, Yeah. but we're going to do everything decently and in order mm-hmm. according to the way our denomination has laid out our local church order 
And, and part of that is because we want to maintain the good reputation of people. Yep. Because it matters to God. Because it matters to God. And, and so this is, and we're not going to talk about it to people. We don't tell people, you know, if it's a, if the sin was a public sin and they're not, and they're a public person in our congregation and they'd be excommunicated, we may tell everyone Mm -hmm. up front. Often we don't because it's not a public thing. It's not a, because again, we don't need to be telling everyone about the. Right. Someone else's business. Yeah, the private sins of somebody else. Yeah. Yep. I think we've only had to publicly announce a uh, excommunication once. Yeah, I don't think I was there. Yeah, because they were, they would lead music up front. They would lead mission trips. They, you know, that type of thing. It was a yeah. public person, and and the sin was public. Um, and and so it had to be. Yeah, publicly. Addressed. Publicly addressed. Yeah. Um. All right. Keep going. Okay. Discouraging talebearers, flatterers, and slanderers. Love and care of our own good name and defending it when need requireth. Yep. Keeping of lawful promises. Studying and practicing of whatsoever things are true, honest, lovely, and of good report. Yes. So how can you be the kind of person who has a good name? Guess whose responsibility it is? Your own. Your own. Yep. And if you're not doing it, why aren't you? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you trying to become a better person? Oh, that's legalism. No, it's not. It's an expectation. Yeah. Right? We're to be. Why aren't you becoming more like Christ? Yeah. How long have you been a Christian? How much more resemblance is there? Well, whose fault is that? Right. We uh, ought to be peculiar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the onus is given to us as an individual. And the church is there to help. The church is there to guide. The church is there to instruct. But you're, it's your responsibility. And, um, and, and so, you know, why, is, why are things going downhill? Well, I don't know. We can blame lots of things, but I think the first thing we should blame is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, but wait, there's more. There's more. Can you read the question for 145? Yeah. What are the sins forbidden in the ninth commandment? Yeah. What are the sins forbidden in the ninth commandment? Read the answer or you want me to do that? It doesn't matter. All right. And keep going. Okay. And then Allison will provide commentary. (laughs) I'm going to read the answer (laughs) and let you do that. Okay. The sins forbidden in the ninth commandment are all prejudicing the truth and the good name of our neighbors as well as our own, especially in public judicature, giving false evidence, suborning false witnesses, wittingly appearing and pleading for an evil cause, outfacing and overbearing the truth, passing unjust sentence, calling evil good and good evil, rewarding the wicked according to the work of the righteous, and the righteous according to the work of the wicked. Okay, we'll stop there for a minute. So that was a big section. In 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 essence, um, this is talking about kind of the 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 legal framework, mm-hmm. right? So if there's 
if there's some sort of investigation, some sort of court case, some sort of, whether it's civil or, or in the ecclesiastical in the church, we're responsible for being truthful. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of the outcomes, we can be rewarding wickedness. Right. And punishing righteousness. Yep. And, and, um, and those types of things. Um, all right. The next two. Okay. Forgery. Yep. Concealing the truth. Okay. And now the next few things I think we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, okay. okay. Undo silence in a just cause. Ooh. Undo silence in a just cause. Yeah. Think of that. Un, so if there's unjust things happening, um, it is not right for us to stay silent. It is your problem. It is. Yeah. So, okay. So I am to, I am to be concerned for my neighbor's good name and keeping it a good name. And I'm, I'm not supposed to believe a bad report or, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Um, or, or unwilling to receive it unless what? Well, if, if I then know the truth, not because of hearsay, but because of something Mm -hmm. going on, I have the responsibility to ship, to tell the right people, Mm -hmm. not to spread it around to everyone, but to, to tell the right authority about what's happening. So for instance, when my, I mentioned that earlier, my friend, yeah. Had done this thing. I can't not tell. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I I I got so that he understood that too and 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 gave me permission. To, mm-hmm. Right? So we were in agreement together and then he changed his mind because he didn't like the idea of actual consequence. The consequence. But but we we have to it's unjust it would be unjust of me to be silent in my, in this person's sin, in this yep. person's unjust cause. And, and we could talk about that uh, on a, on a individual level. We could talk about that at a, a corporate level or in a, in a, in a state or federal level, right? When there's injustice that's being done, we need to say something mm-hmm. and it ought to, who should it be said to? The right people. The right people, right? So this, the authorities. This requires a lot of wisdom. Yeah. All of these things, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I remember at one point as headmaster of Providence Academy, there was a situation and, in, in it, you know, it, it was, um, it was one of those things I'm making a judgment. Is this, is this situation excellent? The answer is no. Was it horrible? Doesn't seem so. It's okay. I don't like okay. I'd, you know, pop in, I'd investigate, I'd, I'd look and do, do I make a change mid-course? Difficult to say. I decide no. I'll hold it out and then it'll resolve, it'll be resolved. Is of time. Of t- at the, you know, and then, and then after school, I had this group of parents who came to talk to me mm. about this situation. I'm like, why didn't you say something? Like when we 
it, at Providence Academy, we talk to all the parents, like this is Matthew 18 or whatever. If you've got a, there's a problem, you go directly to the, and it's with a teacher, say, go right to the teacher. If it's not resolved, you bring someone else in, which I, should be me since I'm their boss. And then we go and we work yep. and, 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 and solve it. And, and so what they had done was instead of going to the source and then to, and then bringing me in, they would all get coffee afterwards and complain to one another about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why didn't, why didn't you come to me? Well, I didn't want to be that kind of parent. Well, you became that kind of parent. Right. Like if, if they would, have, if they would have addressed it early and we talked about it and went through it, it would have given me justification to making a change early on. Yes. But instead we suffered through. However many, me, however much time. However much time. Which in my impression, which is limited in, in, in seeing things, it was, it was tolerable. Yeah. It wasn't excellent, but how do I find something yes. in the middle? Like, yeah. but if they would have said something, you guess would what would have happened? Yeah. Well, you would have had more information to make a decision too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And maybe, maybe reassessed so in they, a different way. So they felt there was an unjust thing happening and they were not silent. But they were gossiping instead yeah. because it wasn't being, it wasn't being directed in the, in the way that the Lord has taught us. Right. You, 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 you go directly to the person. Don't, don't be silent. Go directly to the person who is causing the offense. And if it's not, then you bring in the witness. And in the, in the agreement we have with parents is it was to go to the headmaster mm-hmm. and then, then to be dealt with, but they chose not to and instead they complained about it to each other yeah, all year long. Yeah. I mean, this is tricky, Ron, because I feel like, you know, as parents, it takes wisdom to know what things are appropriate to go to the headmaster with. Yeah. But maybe a good rule of thumb is if you're talking about it with somebody else or you think you want to, you should just go straight to the right person yeah. instead of talking Correct. to ancillary people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it could be, it could be dealt with, or there could be like, Hey, let's explain this or let's look into this. Yeah. And it's, um, and it's, it's tough. Um, all right. Should we keep going? Yeah. Let's, let's go on. Let's go to the, um, the next part. Okay. So undo silence and a just cause and holding our peace when iniquity calleth for either a reproof from ourselves or complaint to others. Yeah. So, man. Iniquity calls for a reproof from, from us or a complaint to others mm-hmm. and we're silent. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Speaking. But, but okay, here we go too. Yeah. When what, what happens by the way, when iniquity yeah. calls for it. So there's, you know, in, um, you know, in the school setting, when the situation I was talking to wasn't necessarily iniquity, right. right? It was, it was quality of service or however you want to put it. Yeah. Um, but, but even that it's a good rule of thumb to go to the, yeah, go to the right thing. Yeah. And maybe your posture is as a parent who has a complaint is one of asking questions. Yeah. Instead of, you know, yeah. coming mad. Yeah. But when none of those parents ever talk to me, at all about the situation 
and instead waited till after school to gather together. Yeah. Like what? Like I was, I, I have to admit I was a little angry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, it, it, it was like, oh, cop, you know, t- talking and having communication and having a charitable outlook yeah. on one another, that goes a long way. Right. And I think, yeah, to your point, I feel like this is an example of why it matters so much to God, because it actually like does things positively or negatively. Yeah. Like it has effects, yeah. right? Like your inaction, your words to the wrong people. Yeah. Your wrong actions all affect circumstances yep. and prevent righteousness from prevailing. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. So it's it's um yeah, it's so necessary to speak. Um now look at this. When iniquity it's it's wrong for us to hold our peace when iniquity calls for either a reproof from ourselves, that is us ourselves going to the person mm-hmm. or a complaint to others, but that to that others needs to be that I that understanding of who is the, the right person. the right person yeah right okay. yeah people okay um you want me to keep going yes okay speaking the truth unseasonably yeah or maliciously to a wrong end yeah or perverting it to a wrong meaning or in doubtful or unequivocal expressions to the prejudice of the truth or justice yeah let's let's look at a couple of these right really quick here. So speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end, this is, um, this is the idea of like, as a parent, we see this sometimes like a child does something and, and it's, and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's stuff that all sorts of stuff that happens in there's a time in which that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's not a good time, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you gotta you know, do something like, so it, it's, um, or, uh, you know, if, if, um, you know, if we're in company and, um, and, and I say something and I'm mistaken about it, right? Mm. There's a, good time for my wife to correct me probably not right then and there in front of everyone yeah you know what i mean it's, I do. it's, it's, yeah. un, it's unseasonable yep. it's not it's it ought to be done but but think of the or even your kids or even your kids yeah yeah you don't want to i've had to grow a lot in this you don't want to yeah in front of them and right. shame them yeah embarrass them or yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's it's that uh, that idea of unseasonable um there's a right time to do it mm-hmm. and, and this becomes a this becomes a, a, a again growing in wisdom, um, or maliciously to a wrong end, right? Oh, oh, wait till I get to yeah, you know they blew it. Yes, now I can put them in their place. Yeah, get them. That's that's horrible. Sin. Yeah, and this is this is one of those things too. Is like okay. There might be something that's happened, something that's wrong, right? And because of my own weakness, I might not be the guy mm-hmm. to address it. To address it, yeah, right. And the idea is, is 
maybe I need to find help in that. Mm-hmm. Yep. To be to 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 address it. I need to make sure that it's addressed and it might not be me because, right? Yep. Like I, I would say in that story I told earlier, I so wanted to, and this is my sinfulness. I know, I know it's my sin, but I so wanted to shuffle him off to someone else. Right. Because I was thinking, I'm not the guy to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. Right. Like what he's done to me. But it was like, it's like God going, um, there is no one else. you got to deal with it, Ron. <laughs> All right. And, um, yeah. And it was good. I mean, it, it was, it was good. I, yeah. To go, to go through it, but it, it's, there are times where that might be the, I might not, I might not be the right person to, to, to do this. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I will just say, ladies and gentlemen, this is why it's often a really, really good thing for, um, a spe- and I'll speak for men because I'm a man. It's a really good thing for men to have um, friendships, to have a um, an accountability, because there are some things that it is probably best for their friends to, to uh, address with them than their wives. Mm-hmm. It's just... It just is. And, um, uh, a, 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 you know, or, or a, a, a teacher or, you know, just yeah. coming from a, a certain, um, place. It's, it's good to get yourself involved. I, I guess what I'd say is it's good to be able to put yourself in positions where you have some sort of fellowship that can help keep you accountable so that your, your growth isn't reliant only on your spouse. Mm. This is true for women too. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I, I didn't want to speak for them. Yeah. I feel like we're pretty crummy at a lot of these things actually. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I feel like it's hard to have women who keep me from, slandering other people as an example i don't know that that's truthfully ever happened yeah you know i have slandered people i mean right who hasn't and, yeah but no woman has ever said you need to stop what you're doing i wish yeah. they would yeah yeah that should change it should and and for for men i think it's it is um it is good to be able to be told mm-hmm. you're blowing it knock it off. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It just, it's a, it's a, you know, suck it up. Yeah. You're, Women need that too. And, and we need to be able to receive it too. Yeah. Cause it's scary to be the one who's like, actually, I think I need to tell you to be quiet, but you might never speak to me again. <laughs> I do. It, it seems that way, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's so, okay. This is gonna, this is just an observation. Um, so I, I'm more involved with social media than I ever have been in my life mm-hmm. in part because of promoting yeah. things online. And then also, um, I, it, I'm, I'm taking a look at our culture. Mm-hmm. Some of it's really bad, by the way. Um, <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to skip that. Yeah. But how many times I've seen comedians talking about their, you know, 
Yeah, and they're talking about their relationships, wives and right, mm-hmm. and it's and how many times it's it's like um, telling their wife the truth, about, correcting their wife is is like it. You don't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the message I get from the comedians. Like this is right? just something My, you should never do. Wives tell their husbands they're wrong all the time, all the time, mm-hmm. and sometimes they ignore it. Sometimes they receive it as correction, but it seems like whenever it goes the other way, it's not worth it from from the man's, from the comedian's perspective. Yes. And I think from the reaction of the crowds that that this, this, this universal truth is, is, um, you never correct your wife because they're going to go, they're going to make it about you. Mm -hmm. But women are, but wives are always correcting their husbands. Yeah. And it's like, well, this doesn't, this doesn't seem like biblical. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not biblical no. at all. And nobody likes being corrected, but oh. it's, it's really actually quite loving. It is. When somebody tells you the truth about something they see. Yeah. Because they care about your, your holiness. Yes. And your growth and Christ-likeness. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I, and I don't know it. And part of it is, is, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to guess from the male perspective, because most of us have been involved in sports and jobs and other things where it is a it is routine to be wrong Mm -hmm. and to be corrected and to be yelled at and to be, and having to make adjustments and to change. It's just part of life. It just, that's what it is. Yeah. You don't, but it sounds like, and, and from each other, but it sounds like from what you're saying yeah, is that women get to be put in little bubbles and are not corrected. Correct. Seems that way. I mean, that's what Little Mermaid taught us. That's true. Little Mermaid did teach you that. <laughs> I hated that movie. I know you did. Oh man, I hated that movie. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that's interesting. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Women, we need to all just be humble and willing to receive correction. Yeah. And and obviously we need to correct one another in love. Yeah. But we should be correcting each other more. Yeah. Than we do. Yeah. You need to read more Jane Austen. Hmm. And see the responses of correction. Right? Yeah. 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 When Mr. Darcy does it, it's sexy, you know. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the hero. In, uh, is it Emma? What's the one where the... Yeah, I love that. Or is you behave badly yes. and, and she's defensive and he scene. just does not let up. Like, no. And she learns from it. And she learns and from it. And she becomes a better woman yes. because of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it should be. Yep. Folks. Um, all right. Okay. What, what? That was kind of a fun little... It was. Jump there. Yeah. Let's... Okay, I'm going to keep going. Yes. I think we're at speaking untruth, lying, slandering, backbiting, detracting, tailbearing, whispering, scoffing, reviling, rash, harsh, and partial censoring, misconstructing intentions, words, and actions, flattering, vainglorious boasting. It, it, it continues, folks. But like all of these things, you're like going, wow. Like there's still a lot. I to mean, read. when we read this, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 
I'd do that. I'd, Each of them yeah, could like yeah, really harsh, take yeah, it an entire harsh, conversation. Sorry, right? Misconstruing intentions. And we, and we some we do this in, intentionally sometimes. Right. And just think of the political debate. I know. Like, yeah. in, like in the last episode, I, I shared that yes. with the, uh, about some of the, the debt, uh, forgiveness. debt forgiveness is just simply the government finally doing, they realized that what the government did was wrong and now they're making the correction. Yeah. And then the other people are upset about it, but they're not doing anything because they know it's the right thing. They're just trying to make political hay out of it. Or manipulating and, it. And how much that influences people doing the same thing. And it's wrong. It's wrong. Okay, keep going. Okay. Let's see. Um, thinking or speaking too highly or too meanly of ourselves or others. Yep. Denying the gifts and graces of God. Yeah. Aggravating smaller faults. Hiding, excusing, or extenuating of sins. Aggravating smaller thought. Doesn't that just pop out to you? I, <laughs> like, I see that and I go... Yeah, I can't go beyond that. No, we're like, all like stuck here. Oh, man. Um, Okay. Uh, excusing or extenuating of sins when called to a free confession. Unnecessary discovering of infirmities. Raising false rumors. Receiving and countenancing evil reports. And stopping our ears against just defense. Evil suspicion. Envying or grieving at the deserved credit of any. Endeavoring or desiring to impair it, rejoicing in their disgrace and infamy, scornful contempt, fond admiration, breach of lawful promises, neglecting such things as are of good report, and practicing or not avoiding ourselves or not hindering what we can in others, such things as procure an ill name. So Man. in case they left anything out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I told you this was big. <laughs> Like if imagine us following this, it, it's great. I had, it was um, interesting. I, so in my background, we had some rental properties that ended up getting foreclosed, <laughs> right? This was in the, the big crash. And so when I was becoming an elder at Jacob's well, um, I, I kind of had to give count to some of those things. And uh, there was a gentleman in our church who said, thought this, um, uh, um, what was it? Uh, hiding, excusing, uh, or extenuating of sins when called to a free confession mm. and felt that I had, I had, um, glossed over something to make it seem that I wasn't that bad. And it was You're someone else that was minimizing something. Mm. And I, and I ended up meeting with him and talking it through and it was, it, and, and I, and I think in part he was, he was correct in, but my, my, it, it was like, it was this public thing and I was kind of giving this overall thing mm -hmm. on what happened. Right. Yeah. And it had happened so long ago and it was, you, you know, it, yeah. it was weird. And, but it was, it was one person who, who it, it came across in that way. And I was, and I was really glad he did mm. like that. He, cause I don't know how I'm coming across or right. what I'm doing. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm not trying to, mm -hmm. To, to do it. And, and I, it was, it was interesting. So we, we, we talked about it and, and, um, came to a good conclusion from it and, and stuff, but it was like, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. loving really. It is. Yeah. It's brotherly. It is. So I, I think in a, a follow-up sermon, like at some point when I was preaching then, I, 
I brought that up and was able to communicate things um, in, a, in a more, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, in a less favorable light. <laughs> towards yourself towards myself yeah but it was it was um it was good like so if if we don't do these things if we're not if we're not speaking truthfully to one another like you know it's it's good i i think i shared this before on our podcast but i'm going to share it again but one time dan um pastor uh dan jackson was preaching and it had something to do with the the lord's supper like if if you're offering something at the altar and you know someone has someone against mm-hmm. you know go and do this or whatever and um and so it, it was this sermon and uh, a woman at our church came to me and said um i don't even think that you know this but you said something that i was offended by like 6 months ago and i've been avoiding you since hmm. And I'm like, what? No, like really? Like I, yeah. like I had no idea. Yeah. So in the other part is, is that I'm, I'm an outgoing guy, right? I see she and her husband all the time and I like, yeah. Hey, how's it going? I, you know, and I, I didn't feel like there was, I didn't feel any, and I'm, of course I'm bad at that too. <laughs> I need, I need, my wife's good at it. But even better is my youngest daughter. She is awesome at yeah. sensing out, yeah, there's something wrong there. But I don't have that radar yeah. at, at all. So I had no idea. And I was like, well, I had no idea. What did I say? And she goes, it's not really that important. I don't even remember. Like, you know, yeah, it's just that I was I was upset and I've been avoiding you this whole time. And, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, so we, we, so she gave me the opportunity to repent as she repented to me. Yeah. But, but how, like, think of that, like going around and there's people who have something against you and you don't, you have sinned against them and you're not even aware. You can't say sorry. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So for people to go and say, Hey, is it, it's a grace Yeah. and we should receive it as grace. Yeah. Like I blew it Mm -hmm. and this is good that you've told me. Yeah. And it's one of the things that sets us apart as the people of God is that we can be reconciled. Yeah. The world does not have that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And so here's the, 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 the thing that makes this possible is this. We're all sinners. All of us. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that we do that makes us right with God at all. Only by the grace of God, by the crucifixion of Jesus, who took all our sins upon himself, do we have any right standing before God? Right. So if that's our assumption, like I'm a sinner who's going to sin, mm-hmm. but I've been redeemed, thank God, then I can behave like I can, this can be dealt with because I'm already forgiven. Yes. On whichever side, yeah. the receiving or the... I don't, I don't sinning. need to be um, righteous on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be until Christ returns. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that, that assumption is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sin. Or like when I hear someone like going, I think someone's mad at you. Like my response should be, 
uh oh, what I do? Rather than I would never, how dare them? Yeah. Like shocked that we've made a mistake. Yes. That's, they're mad at me. That sounds like me. Like that could be me. Probably something wrong. I don't try to do that, but I could have. Yes. So I'm going to find out so that I could be reconciled rather than defend myself. Now, the, the part that, there are times when we need to defend ourselves when we're unjustly accused. Yes. But how many times are we unjustly accused? Right. Like I could probably count that on like my one hand right. in my whole life. Right. That it would that that it mattered. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. I, you know, when you're kids, you get unjustly accused. Yes. I was the middle child. My parents picked on me constantly. I was unjustly accused all the time. No, I'm just kidding. It but um but yeah, I I uh I, I think the first, the first thought should be, yeah, I could have done that. I could have done something and I want to, I want to make sure I'm right. The other part is, is that, is, is this is that idea of, of, of charity, have a charitable, like, so if, if, if my brother or sister says that I've caused some sort of problem or hurt and I'm going to think of them charitably, I'm going to believe them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Rather than become defense. Okay, yeah. now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying this, and you're probably all going, "Man, that Ron Young, he's a pretty saintly guy." I, I am not. Like, I have a hard time. Like, my first, I wish my first response was, "Oh, you might be right." My first response is probably always defensive. I'm just being honest here. It'll, but I've. I think I've gotten to the point where after I can settle down and see my stupidity in that, now come to that idea. It comes now they're more, probably right. It comes more quickly. Yeah. It does come more quickly, but it, it's not my initial. Yeah. My initial is still my sin coming out probably. Right. What? I didn't do that. How, what are they thinking? Those. Yeah. I don't, I wish that was my default, but it's not mine either. Yeah. I, we can pray that we grow that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it 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 eventually it's like going. Yeah, no, I probably did something. There you go. Yep. Make sure it's right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Now that we've lost our audience has lost all respect in us, Allison, because we're sinners, <clears throat> like they are. Um, no, it's it's good. I think again, I'm just gonna say the highlight to me on this is that the whole idea of God's interest in us pursuing a good name for ourselves and others yeah and pers- and and the the um the idea of doing all that we can to preserve that good name of our neighbor is is really um wonderful yeah and it's and it's hard and how much we fail at this this commandment is incredible yeah it is so a good Christian culture might be a good start with working on number on number uh, um, nine here. Yeah. I'm at nine. It would make us would make us peculiar. It would make us peculiar. All right, next time. It's our last commandment. Will be our last commandment, and I'm sure that one will be right. <laughs> nope. All right. Thanks bye. for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>